called the <laughs> Alec Burley Commission's meeting to order. Mr. Brown, has your meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, just a heads up, we do know that Commissioner Gilly is absent today. Commissioner Jones is um, tied up at work. Commissioner Frazier is coming late for his son, Sasha Jones. Working with a, a small court to get started, we can get started. Thank you for coming to our Libby County Board of Commissioners meeting, our first Tuesday meeting. Uh, good to see everyone. We're going to ask now that you prepare. Uh, let's see, are, they, are you all electing to stand? Okay. Uh, no, Mom, Mom said I always give you company a seat. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're going to ask Mr. Moses if he would come down and lead us in our prayer and our pledge. Please stand for our prayer. Mr. Hendricks, uh, one of your young people that leads in the pledge. Stand by and see how it's going. Lead us in the pledge. Just a minute. Come stand by. I'm going to pray, and then you're going to turn into it, okay? Okay, yes, sir. Okay, let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this beautiful day and your bountiful blessings. We pray, Father God, that you would give this deliberate body your divine wisdom and insight to carry on the business of the community. We pray that you continue to be with us and help us. And Father God, we want to pause and pray for our tax commissioner, Mr. Virgil Jones. Pray that you continue to strengthen him and heal this body. This we thank you for in Christ's name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right. All right. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Now, you will give them your name. Come, 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 come to the microphone. <laughs> tell us your name. Come to the microphone. Tell us your name. Hello. My name is Daisy Clay. Daisy Clay? Yes, sir. Thank you for leading us in the pledge today. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. You're certainly welcome. I like the way you present yourself. I like the way you present yourself. Miss Daisy Clay, Mr. Brown, led us in our pledge. He's going to put that in our records, Miss Clay, and then 50 years from now, you can come back and read those <laughs> records, and your name will be there. Thank you so much. The minutes from September for our approval, if we have time to look over those. Yes, Mr. Chairman, I make a motion we approve the minutes as presented. Second that. Motion to second, we approve the September minutes as presented. Any further discussion? All in favor, with a show of hands, please. All right, we have a quorum. Thank you. Today's the day of proclamations. Uh, Paint Liberty Pink Day. Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame Day, National Forge Week, Save Our Next Generation Day. Mr. Brown, do we have them in that order? I have in whatever order you want to call them. Okay. All right, let's see. My Pink Liberty, yeah, I see. If you all, let's see, let's do it this way. Pink Liberty, if you prepare to come this way. And then the next group, Military <coughs> Veterans. I'm not sure there'd be someone here for that group. 4-H and then save our next. We just do it like graduation. We'll start coming around. One group up, one group down. Let's see, is there a presentation? Is there a statement for, for our paint liberties? We'll, we'll entertain a statement. You want them to come on up? I was going to have, who's speaking for paint liberty? Ms. Villafane, at you? If you would come to the microphone, please. 
but if your group would just, your Paint Liberty group would come on, stand behind us, please. And then she will join us for the picture table. Good evening. Good evening. Well, I'm back again for the yes. proclamation. As most of you know my story, my sister passed away in March of 2019. Seven months later, it was the month of um, October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I reached out to Karen Bell first because she was always in charge of um, Relay for Life. And I was like, Karen, I just wanna do something small to honor my sister, like most of us want to do when we lose a loved one. And before I knew it, I reached out to Leah Poole and we had proclamations ready to go. I was surprised that there was never proclamation in the city or the county. And this movement has become really big. And I thank everyone that is here tonight supporting this movement, the hospital, was the first time um, this year we partnered with the hospital. We had the, the mammogram bus come down. And the women that used it that day, they said it was the best experience. Because, I mean, the best experience for having a mammogram, put it like that. <laughs> and um, just to see the support. So I thank you all for being here tonight. Thank you. Uh, if you'll come around, Mr. Brown, you, you will read the uh, proclamation. Mr. Delphine, you join your group because we'll be in live stream so they can see you. This is a proclamation, Liberty County Board of Commissioners, Paint Liberty Pink Day. Whereas, while considerable progress has been made in the fight against breast cancer, it remains the most commonly diagnosed cancer and the second leading cause of death among women in the United States. And whereas each year it is estimated that more than 220,000 women in the United States will be diagnosed with breast cancer and more than 40,000 will die as a result of the disease. And whereas October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, an annual campaign to increase awareness about the disease. And whereas during this month, we affirm our commitment to support breast cancer research and to educate all citizens about its risk factors, detection, and treatment. And whereas we display pink ribbons and wear pink clothing to raise awareness, we also support those courageously fighting breast cancer and honor the lives lost to the disease. And whereas this October, we recognize breast cancer survivors, those battling the disease, their families and friends who are a tireless source of love and encouragement, and applaud the efforts of our medical professionals and researchers working to find a cure for this deadly disease. And whereas Breast Cancer Awareness Month is an opportunity to unite all citizens in our community to prevent breast cancer deaths through increased education and regular screening. Now therefore, I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of Liberty County, Georgia, do hereby proclaim Thursday, October 19th as a day to recognize the efforts being made in our city and county. Therefore, Thursday, October 19th, 2023, will be Paint Liberty Pink Day. So declared on this third day of October, 2023. Thank you, sir. If y'all will accommodate me a little. Mm -hmm. Everybody in? And I got to give a shout out to my Liberty Region folk. I worked with them for 40 plus years. Okay, got it. Okay.
I want to thank Thomas Hill Jewelers because they partnered with us as well. And we gave, they gave me the opportunity to choose a nice necklace. Mm -hmm. And people have been buying these necklaces and all of the proceeds are going to go to Relay for Life. And Ms. Karen Bell has something to say. And this is my guest, Ms. Charlene Jenkins. Mm -hmm. All right, on behalf of Relay for Life and Andrew Dixon Foundation, we would like to give you one of those necklaces just to let you know that we're here for you, that we support you, and that we honor that we want you to see, as Relay say, one more, two more, a lot more birthdays for you. So, She's a survivor. So yes. for coming. We look forward to it. Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame Day. I knew that one came in the mail to us asking us to do this proclamation, but there may not be anyone here for that one. This is a proclamation, Liberty County, Georgia, Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame Incorporated Day. Whereas since the founding of Georgia in 1733, over one million of its finest citizens have served in the military to include active duty, the reserves, and the National Guard. And whereas the patriotic men and women of Liberty County have always served to ensure that Liberty County, Georgia, and America are defended and protected. And whereas Georgia currently has 678,304 living veterans of former service to America's military branches. And whereas in 2013, the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame Incorporated was established to honor and induct annually 15 Georgians into the nation's premier military veterans hall of fame. And whereas through 2023, 177 Georgians have been inducted to include one for Liberty County. And whereas since establishing an annual ROTC scholarship program in 2020, the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame Incorporated has awarded 39 $4,000 scholarships to Georgia's top 39 senior high school JROTC cadets who are enrolled in ROTC program at a Georgia four-year university. And whereas we commend the Georgia Military's Veterans Hall of Fame and the 177 inductees and encourage all citizens to educate themselves concerning this effort and get involved in the nominating worthy veterans. Therefore, I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners, do recognize and honor this, this endeavor and inductees, do hereby proclaim Saturday, November 4th, 2023, as a Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame Incorporated Day. Okay. Now I know I have one veteran in here. Any, yep. any other besides Commissioner Steven? Yep. Come on and take this photo out and represent the vets. Yeah, right there. 
Y'all right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll yeah. put him in the middle. National 4-H week. Representatives to speak first, so you do that, and then your entourage will prepare to, to come and stand behind us. Looks like they have goodies. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, good evening, commissioners, good evening, um, administrators, guests. Uh, happy National 4-H Week. We are, uh, this group is our junior and senior 4-Hers. Um, they are within 7th and 12th grades. And we actually just finished doing a little um, community cleanup right at the roundabout, um, picking up trash and things. But this week, we're just celebrating all of the great things that 4-H does around our nation. Um, and we've been doing a variety of different programs and events throughout this week. So we wanted to take this opportunity to simply say thank you for all that you do for Liberty County and all that you do for our office. So we are um, some of the some of the um, students from our Liberty County 4-H um, office. Good to have you all. Good to have you all. Is there a proclamation? All right. This is uh, State of Georgia County of Liberty, Georgia 4-H, National 4-H Week Proclamation. Whereas the young people of Georgia and Liberty County are our greatest natural resource, and whereas the 4-H program has assisted in the growth and development of Georgia and Liberty County youths for 119 years, and whereas adult volunteer leaders and advisors are devoting their talents, leadership, and resources to serving these leaders of tomorrow, and whereas 4-H helps its members thrive by discovering and acquiring the 4-H essential elements of positive youth development of mastery, generosity, belonging, and independence in areas of leadership, civic engagement, healthy living, and agriculture and STEM. And whereas Liberty County supports Georgia 4-H and encourages young people and adults to become involved in the educational entertaining programs offered by the 4-H program in Liberty County, through the University of Georgia College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences Cooperative Extension. Now therefore we, the Board of Commissioners of Liberty County, do declare and proclaim the week of October 1st through 7th, 2023 to be Georgia 4-H week and urge all our citizens to assist in, in according this observance, the attention and importance to which it is so rightly entitled. In testimony whereof, I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners, subscribe my name on this third day of October 2023. Thank you, sir. Are they coming in? Don't be shy.
Thank you, young people. We love youth development, civic engagement, character building, all those kind of things. Thank you, sir. Just give all of them to the chairman. Thank you all, young people. Uh, we look forward to your development, uh, and especially as you migrate through the, the school system. Um, please um, know that the community needs well-developed young people. We need well-developed young people who, who represent Liberty County well. We have something that we say here, it's called Liberty County Proud. So I want all of you to make us continually Liberty County Proud in what you do. Thank you for coming, and please enjoy and take advantage of everything that you're learning in 4-H. Those skills will follow you for life, and you'll be the better for it. So thank you again for coming. And Shelly, thank you for leading the pledge. You did a good job at that. Good job. Okay. Uh, save our next generation day. Yes, sir. This is a proclamation, Save Our Next Generation Day, whereas Save Our Next Generation, or SONG, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization created to raise further awareness of bullying in our communities. And whereas bullying is a form of aggressive behavior in which someone intentionally and repeatedly causes another person discomfort or injury. And whereas bullying occurs in neighborhoods, playgrounds, schools, workplaces, and online through technology. And whereas various researchers have concluded that bullying is the most common form of violence affecting millions of American children and adolescents annually. And whereas children and adolescents who are bullied can experience negative physical, social, emotional, academic, and mental health issues. And whereas millions of students skip school each year for the fear of being bullied with an alarming rate of suicides and school shootings. And whereas Save Our Next Generation is committed to bringing about change in our communities for the safety and well-being of our children. And whereas together we can make a difference in creating a positive culture. Now therefore I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners to hereby proclaim the first Friday of October every year as Save Our Next Generation Day for Anti-Bullying Awareness in Liberty County, Georgia. I encourage our local community, school officials, businesses, politicians, first responders, and law enforcement to support this cause by wearing orange to demonstrate that we stand together and united for kindness, acceptance, and inclusion. In witness thereof, I too set my hand and call the great city of Liberty County, Georgia to be affixed this third day of October in the year of our Lord, 2023. Is the uh, representative here for it? Come on, dear. I didn't see you sitting in that corner. Can I see it? Yes, you can. <laughs> Good afternoon. Hi. Good evening. Hi. Hi. Can, can I get that little group right there to hold up just a second? Hmm? I, I'd like to address those young people as well. I won't be long, I promise. Save Our Next Generation was a vision given to me seven years ago. 
because sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me, is a lie. So the vision that I was given seven years ago, I had no idea that we would be in the position that we're in now, where I'm here receiving a proclamation. I do what I do because I love kids. Today, I thought my, my family and some other uh, folks would accompany me, but because of unforeseen circumstances, scheduling conflicts, this little mama, I said, well, I don't have anybody to go with me, but this is all I need right here because I do this for her. This is River, River Brown, my granddaughter. She is the next generation, as well as you uh, young people over to, to my lap. I implore you, your parents and anybody here, to please help us celebrate Save Our Next Generation Day. I came up with this because it's a day for you guys. It's a day for you guys to celebrate. And each year, I hope that it becomes bigger. I also like to thank my bestie, Kathy Villafane, my good friend, Charlene Jenkins, who's over here to the left. Let me try. Charlene was with me from the start. She even created a song, wrote a song, Save a Life, Be Nice. And it's a beautiful, beautiful song. So I won't keep you guys any longer, but I hope that you can join us on Friday in wearing orange throughout this county. Thank you so much. Oh, where are you going, Friday? Okay, what do you want to say? Say hi and bye. <laughs> say thank you. Uh, who, thank you. Who's going to come and take the photo out with you? Okay. Ms. Brown, who's yeah. coming to take the photo out with you? Um, no, we can borrow them young people out there. Okay, think, okay. all right. Come on, young people. Come on, come on. Yeah, I thought I was alone, but I'm not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, no. The song says, no, not alone. Thank you for the work you do, Ms. Brown, your commitment. That's what makes this community better when it's a community effort. Grassroots led, government can't do everything. I think have to be in the hands of the people.
At this time, Commissioner Stevens wanted to make mention of the loss of someone who has uh, been a, on, on the firing line, if you will, in Liberty County who we lost today, so. <clears throat> to those in attendance today, early this morning, we, Mr. Joe Martin of Sunbury, he was a retired firefighter from Jacksonville. He came into Liberty County and he put his best foot forward in helping to protect the eastern end of Liberty County. He did his utmost. Uh, he passed away this morning about, I guess about three o'clock. And from my understanding, his funeral service is going to be Saturday in Richmond Hill at 11 o'clock. So let's keep the family in prayer. Thank you, sir. Appreciate his service also. Uh, Department of Reports, Mr. Long. Engineering. Okay, uh, one of the things I needed to present tonight were uh, LMIG funds um, and kind of make some uh, presentations to you guys. I'm not looking for a vote tonight. I do need to turn this in by December, but uh, as soon as we can make a decision, um, that would be wonderful. Um, I gave you a list. Um, we get $427,415.90 this year. That's the LMIG formula amount. Um, our required matched 30% is $128,224.77. So what I've given you is uh, a spreadsheet up front that pretty much has um, the LMIG funds broken down six different ways. Um, and it has suggested projects on it. Um, I also have on the very back this gym clip been in some additional projects <coughs> that if you want to consider and some dollar signs that go along with those. Now, um, I talked to Commissioner Stevens and he wanted me to just kind of hold uh, the amount because he was trying to think about which roads and what he would like to do and balance what money he has left uh, to be able to make a decision there. Um, for Commissioner Frazier, uh, he and I talked at the retreat that possibly used this year's LMIG money. He got <coughs> last year's LMIG money with this, um, along with his sales tax, and that would assist doing that. Um, with Commissioner Thrift, I put Wells Cemetery Road. We're trying to get um, right away on that. <coughs> we have two people to get it from. Um, for Commissioner Jones, um, I put uh, Villages at Limerick Roadway Repair. Um, there's some things in that subdivision that need to get fixed that he had asked me to uh, work on. Now, several of these in the back are also in Commissioner Jones's district. So some are in Commissioner Stevens, some are in Commissioner Thrift, and some are in Commissioner Jones' district. Um, for uh, Commissioner Gillard, um, I talked to him. He is <coughs> working on Smiley Lane. I think there were some agreements to help the city with that. Uh, and Mr. Simonton told me that uh, Mr. Gillard and possibly Mr. Walden were looking at helping participate with that. And so he gave me some numbers to use uh, as placeholders for the, that road. Um, also, uh, I had gotten understanding that uh, Commissioner Gillard is looking at possibly an overlay of South Main Street, which is the little leg of South Main Street that goes from Darcy Road back out to 84. Because you know, once you get to Darcy Road in Hinesville, South Main turns and it's that little residential road that comes out there by Hinesville Glass. 
Um, that road hadn't been, nothing's been done to it in <clears throat> 30 years or more. Um, so this way, I did the paving on it when I worked for Paul Simonton, and I left Paul Simonton in 87. So it's been a long time. Um, I talked to uh, Commissioner Walden about uh, maybe doing a portion of McIntosh Lake Road, and that's where the numbers fall for McIntosh Lake Road as well. So um, I'm open for any other discussions that you may have. Uh, some of these roads that we see in the back, um, I went to our prioritization that we did several years ago, mm -hmm. and I pulled some of these, the, the top priorities off of that is where I got some of these. Um, now, we realize that a road prioritization really needs to change, and we've actually accomplished uh, a good bit of work on the, the worst ones. Um, but like Bacontown Road, uh, that's a county road that goes by the road department, and that's in the starting to get in pretty bad shape, especially as it approaches uh, Highway 84. Uh, a lot of, there's some needs there. If we go ahead and fix it now, it won't be so bad. If we let it go too much longer, um, it'll start exponentially failing and we'll have a worse <coughs> problem on our hands. Uh, County Line Road has several places in it that needs to get done. Uh, if we put about, uh, County Line Road's a long road, so I didn't put it all on here. I put about 4,000 feet of repair on here. Um, trying to get what we would consider the worst parts. Um, Pate Rogers Road um, is one that's it's needing a little bit. That's in Commissioner uh, Jones's district. Uh, of course, Homestown Road in uh, Commissioner Giller's district is in need of some repair. That's in your district now. <clears throat> Sorry, I know that. That was only a test. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one that's uh, going to come up soon is uh, Rogers Pasture Road. Um, skip interstate uh, paper. And the, no, Rogers Pasture. Yeah, I did skip interstate paper. Interstate paper is a big line item. Now Liberty Thank County you. has just a small portion past the Riceboro city limits. So you know, at some point we probably need to bring that back up on how we're going to fix that. I've got a plan, and I'm I, not a set of plans but we've done all the uh, roadway cores and we know the level of work that we need to do as far as trying to use that existing asphalt as a base and we're going to build up and use that as a base and fix shoulders and do some of that stuff so, so actually we do it just like how we did bill carter road no this no thing? bill carter road bill carter road we completely rebuilt it we did full depth reclamation on bill carter road where we churned it up and we added cement to it, so we got a really strong uh, base. base. And then we put five inches of asphalt on top of that. Now, at Interstate Paper, we've got there's a lot of asphalt underneath what you see that's failing on the top. So you know, to try to mill that all the way down and grind it and do something really becomes kind of problematic. So uh, we worked with Whitaker Labs and uh, did a lot of testing up and down the road, and we feel like that. Uh, we probably mill the top layer to get something to uh, connect to and then build up and build our shoulders up and just build the road up. That way we can build it up gradually and keep the road operational as we go along because I could go with a two-inch overlay, come back, two-inch overlay, and it's several inches that i got to put in there. But I can bring it up <coughs> as I'm doing it and keep everything flowing 
and keep the trucks going. Now, the last time we looked at interstate paper road, I think, what were we at, Mr. Brown, about 2.6? 2.6, 2. 2. 2. 6 million. We're right at three. Yeah, we're trying yeah. to pull it. Now, right now we're at 3.5. Yeah, and what I did is I just pulled that old estimate and I plugged in some of their newer numbers in there. So, and I'm, right now, I, I didn't spend a whole lot of time on it. I just said, okay, this these numbers need to be <laughs> jacked up. And right now we're getting, we opened some proposals today in Midway and just have wide variety of prices hmm. on asphalt so it's, it's kind of hard budgeting what you got because you don't know the price you're actually going to get when you bid it out got one other question for you i know this is not on here mr chairman <clears throat> bill Carter road they have put in the uh i guess the alert strips coming up to 84. <clears throat> they got in today they were there when i came through this afternoon but they're, they're still going to put it on the other end next to lewis frazier they should be. Well, I was coming to town, so I noticed the rumble strips on the way to town. Right. I'll go home tonight that way. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. So these are for your consideration. Um, I think that I, I, before I skipped interstate paper, one uh, road is, I talked about is Rogers Pasture Road. That's the road that goes back to the transfer station. And, um, you know, it's, it has heavy loads on it all the time. And that road is basically uh, normal subgrade, eight inches of stone and two inches of asphalt. And it's been there since 97, 98. Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. So with with very very little maintenance on there. So you know, we're we're approaching thirty years on that road with, well, twenty five years on that road, um, without any real repairs on it. So we'll, we really need to kind of start looking at that. So um, now, of course, this is, these are suggestions I'm bringing to you guys. Um, you guys ride your disc and, and represent your district and if y'all will let me know items that you would like me to include I'll be glad to get estimates for you and take care of whatever you'd like me to look at so the page that was Jim clip came from our previous priority list yeah hear you correctly some big numbers on that <laughs> yes they are some big numbers um, now and the thing about it is it's kind of like uh canyon line road you know canyon line road could be into the several million dollars if i tried to do it all at one time because it's a really long road but you know we almost kind of do like what we did with lewis fraser road where we bite it off in chunks and we did that for what three years three years yeah and that's how we got where we are with lewis fraser road we have another section that we probably need to do on Lewis Frazier Road, but we need to wait until after the bridge gets done. So right, so from the bridge to Bill Carter? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. My military friend would say to, to make sure I'm tracking. <clears throat> 427, 415 is what we have 
LMIG funds. Correct. And there's a 30% match required of that. Right. And, of course, we still have within our, our arsenal, for lack of a better word, our SPLOS and our T-SPLOS funds to do projects. We just, have to, as a commission, have to make the decision on where to spend the LMIG funds. Am I right? Yes, sir. Brent, how, how thick is that asphalt on Bacontown Road? Do you know? About an inch and a half? I think there's, I haven't done a core out there. So there was an original paving of it that had probably about an inch, inch and a half. And I know it's been overlaid at least once. So there's probably just shy of three inches on it. So you can see it in a couple of places when you go, when you ride through. You can see how the top layers Peel sloughed off, off and you right. see a little bit of asphalt underneath it. Right. Some places it goes all the way through, but you can, you can <coughs> see it. But I have not done a core to see how much is there. Let's do a core and let's see how, how deep it is. Okay. No. Mm -hmm. no, no, that's the road no. that goes by the road department. The road department, right on the other side of the complex, you cut, yeah. cut from 84 and go to 17, you come up by the EMC. county shop. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, let me ask you another question. Me and you rode in the McIntosh Lake when they were paving it, but that road had to be paved from 84 all the way down to the So what it does right now, the pavement goes down, it goes beyond Bright's Lake, and then where it takes a hard right to hard go right back to McIntosh Lakes, where it takes a hard right is where it stops. stops okay, but your figure here of 610,000, yes, that's going to cover from 84 or just the curve? So what, we'll, what I was, you know, I made, what I have on that is the next section of dirt road section going back that would go back from the end of the paving to the railroad tracks. So then you would have pavement that goes up and does the turn. Okay. That would bring you up by uh, Sanford Carter House. Yes, sir. Well, I we start getting into uh, right-of-way issues when we make that turn back going to McIntosh Lake Road. Um, as <coughs> The first leg of the dirt road has been uh, being divided. I've tried to make a conscious effort with the people that are buying to say, hey, let's leave a, a strip so that there's a 60-foot right-of-way for this roadway. So we're, we're trying to set it up so that getting that right-of-way, because there's only a 30-foot right-of-way there now, but that we can get it. But there's no... No, there's not a decel lane there. We could go um, and move some of this to a deceleration lane, and even if you wanted to look at a uh, um, right turn lane off of McIntosh Lake Road, we could do that as well. It would be somewhat less than the 600,000, but um, still going to be closer to well, between I'm, four I'm, and five. I'm just looking at. homes that's going to be in there is the diesel lane 
afford it there. And uh, I don't want them. You, you would have traffic that might decide to, to wear a bright slate road out too, you know. And uh, that's typically just been a neighborhood road. And, uh, not, I don't think there's no issue with it. I mean, you cored it, and we went down there and looked at it. So. Yes, sir, I, and I, I can revise the estimate to give you that we'll, as well. We'll look at it. Um, and then I wanted to ask another question. You were talking about the county line road in Commissioner Fritz district. Now, is that going to be working with Long County? Is the road ours? The road is ours, and we paved it. The whole thing. Didn't we have some help on that, George? Didn't the DOT that come was, in there when? Uh, yes. So years ago when we paved it, Linda was still here and uh, working with it, and we did it in two sections. Um, there's one section that's obviously narrower, but the section that starts way out at 196 that comes into Groover Road, then you skip a section and you go a little further down and then you go all the way to uh, Rye Patch Road is what we did 96 time frame. Lyndall Gruber was here when we did it and we were getting a much different participation from DOT in the way the, the programs worked back then. Um, if you got like 80, we, we were, sometimes we were getting 70% participation from the state for these roadways. And, you know, we put 30 in, they put 70 in, we got 80 foot right away. Everything was hunky dory. Um, <laughs> but, you know, okay, that, that's all changed. Go <laughs> back to the thing, but I was just um, wondering if it, it is our, our road then. Yeah, the Long County line comes in there in a couple of different places, but we, we maintain it and we've been, uh, we're the ones that take it. Chairman, I did have a question for Mr. Long. On the, you said this is the 24 LMIG? Yes, ma'am. The previous, um, you said we have three years? Yes, ma'am. So is there some funds, I guess, in LMIG currently that we haven't spent? spent? Uh, we pretty much, uh, that spent I mean, I hadn't spent years for uh, but each Well Cemetery. Right, okay. But okay. I, I, for everything else we put in last year, mm -hmm. um, when we finish up uh, Limerick Road, we will have finished all the projects on that list. Uh, on the list from last year, okay. All and right. so technically, we have, because DOT doesn't necessarily, they care which streets and how it went, but technically, we've already met our 30% cash match of last year's LMIG, just with like uh, Bill Carter Road exceeded our cash match, that one project. So. As far as DOT is concerned, I can close out my years, but I can carry years forward for this for, this project. for, for in house. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Samantha may not like me for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Goes over here shaking his head. All right, so. You need a decision from us? I do not need a decision today. Right, but when do you need a decision from us? 
I would like to have it. If we could have it, regular meeting next month, it would be wonderful. I mean, the sooner the better, but you know. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to make you feel rushed, and I want you to, you know, give right. us a good, you know, give us some good thought. All right. So let's not wait, commissioners, until the meeting. So let's have that conversation in between times, so we can get all this worked out. Okay. All right, sir. That's your you. report. Yes, sir. Thanks. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you going to hang around a while? Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, LCPC, Mr. Jeff Rickerson. Chairman Levin, members of the commission. Hello, sir. We have four zoning actions tonight. They've all been advertised for public hearing. Uh, our first one, y'all need to go into a public hearing. Okay, Chair and Tanner Motion, go into public hearing. So moved. Second. All in favor, show your hands, please. Uh, Mr. Chairman, our first request is a uh, conditional use request that's been submitted by the Clay Sykes Family LLC for a borrow pit. Uh, this property is located off of Islands Highway all the way out to the end before you get to Yellow Bluff on the right-hand side. Uh, you can see there the parcel uh, number there, and it's in District 1. There's the ad in the newspaper uh, and the sign uh, in front of the property, and there's you see Islands Highway looking back toward uh, Hinesville, Midway. Uh, this is a vicinity map of the property, Highlands Highway here, Kemp Viking Road here. Uh, this is uh, 165 acres of property. This, the pit that they're proposing, uh, that they're asking for conditional use requirement for is over here in this bottom uh, left-hand corner of that, of that property. This is a zoning map. All this property is zoned agricultural. A wetland map. There's a little bit of wetlands in the middle of the property, but most of it is uplands. Uh, project narrative, uh, this is uh, Mr. Sykes is in the process of expanding an existing uh, service uh, pit on the property. Existing permit was a, uh, permitted through the surface mining unit at the EPD, and uh, that amendment, an amendment to the existing permit has been submitted to EPD for review and approval, and once this, um, once this surface borrow uh, borrow pit is complete. The pit will be turned into a pond, which will be an asset to the property. Access to the surface mine will be through an existing driveway located off of Islands Highway. And this is the, just the plan showing, as I described earlier, over in the uh, lower left corner of the property is where the uh, expansion of the borrow pit is. There's already some pit. Uh, the existing pit is located up here a little bit closer to Islands Highway. just some photographs from the site about two months ago just showing uh, the activity with what the borrow pit currently looks like uh, you've got conditions in your uh, ordinance that provides for uh, your, your consider for your consideration and considering a conditional use uh, number one the use shall not adversely affect the economic values and physical appearance of the neighborhood and areas surrounding the site or lot in question uh, we answered no it will not Number two, the use shall be consistent with the comprehensive plan and with the purpose and intent of the land use district. Uh, our answer there is yes. Number three, the establishment, maintenance, and operation of the use shall not be detrimental or endanger public health, safety, or general welfare. Our answer there is no. Number four, the use will not create an undue burden on transportation, streets, transit, schools, utilities, and public safety. Uh, we conclude that it will not. Number five, the design shall minimize adverse effects on the 
environmental and physical effects of adjacent properties, uh, including adverse visual effects and buffer zones where necessary to shield any adverse factor factors shall be considered. And we just noted there that the existing buffer is proposed to be maintained. Number six, additional space for parking and landscaping adequate uh, measures for ingress or egress shall be noted if necessary to project adjacent structures and lots from any adverse impact. And we have not noted any there. Planning Commission uh, considered this over a period of two months. They considered it at their August meeting and then they tabled it to give the applicant and the engineer time to address some of the concerns that were raised at the Planning Commission, at the August Planning Commission uh, meeting. They took it back up again uh, at their September 19th meeting and they made a recommendation of approval to you with standard conditions. I'm going to go ahead and answer any questions. And again, Chairman, it has been advertised as a public hearing. Thank you. Is the petitioner here or anybody from his? Uh, okay. Yes, sir, I'll talk for him today. Right, um, I do want to kind of give you an update on a couple of things that have gone on. Um, so they have already received approval of the expansion. Um, and the narrative said it was uh, in process, but that's been completed now. Um, the uh, majority of the issues that we're seeing uh, come with uh, activities that are occurring off the site. Um, so the, the bar pit is being constructed. One of the issues that we have that's on site is uh, the construction exit. The construction exit did get overwhelmed with dirt. Uh, we did receive a complaint um, that it was uh, in need of replacement. Uh, we did uh, make a call to the owner and to the developer to replace the uh, construction exit. They have ordered the the stone. Now, I have not been out there in the last week and a half to observe and make sure that it's been replaced, but I know that the stone has been ordered to replace the uh, construction exit to try to keep uh, the dirt on the site. Um, so at first, uh, they had a lot of trucks, and these are the guys that are hauling dirt out of this, or the guys that are building the warehouses uh, off of Islands Highway up near I-95. And they had a bunch of trucks running up and down the road. And they were misbehaving pretty badly. Um, complaint was made. Um, Mr. Paul Zetman talked to the contractor. They did reduce the number of trucks. Still a lot of trucks, but they did reduce the number of trucks pretty significantly to try to weed out some of the bad behavior trucks. Um, the Sheriff's Department is going out there regularly to uh, monitor the speed of the trucks. Uh, the Motor Vehicle Division from DOT is going out there regular. Um, I had talked to the uh, captain that's in charge of the uh, movement guys for DOT and he said that he had, he's had uh, marked cars, unmarked cars, um, and private out there trying to monitor these trucks. And they, a couple, about a month ago, they hadn't had too terribly many uh, incidents. They were things that kind of calmed down. Now, we do get uh, a lot of residents are sending, as they see issues, um, they are uh, sending texts to me or contacting Paul Zetman. And uh, what we're doing is we're passing them along to the contractor as quickly as we can. And um, they do seem to be responding. I did get a uh, uh, report yesterday from uh, Tim Byler that they observed a black truck that was speeding uh, excessively yesterday. So we've turned that into the contractor to kind of squelch that as well. 
Um, so what we're trying to do is make sure that the truck drivers are behaving. Another issue that uh, happens is dirt falling off the trucks. You know, do they put the tarp up all the time? No, um, we're getting much more compliance with dirt on the tarp, but we're talking about truck drivers that sometimes forget to put the tarp up. Sometimes the dirt's coming from the bottom of the truck. Uh, the contractor has uh, agreed to put sweepers out there so he has two sweepers one on either side of the project and he is sweeping regularly so the road's staying pretty clean now it does get dirty sometimes but they're right behind it cleaning it um, Paul Zeckman is monitoring it daily um, and I talk to him usually once or twice a week about how it's going to make sure that there's not anything I need to do with my contact with the, the subcontractor to try to kind of keep it uh, in check now, early on when this started, um, we know of several dips that are in Islands Highway. Um, so before it really got to be a real problem, uh, we sent our survey crews out there and we measured the dips in the road so that we could go back when we find other dips. Is this a dip we had before or is this dip worse? That way we have a quantitative Measurements. Okay, we found it here, and the dip was X amount of inches deep. And when we go back after this is done, the dip is however much more, or you know, we can prove what we had or didn't have. Um, the contractor has agreed in several places uh, where the asphalt is fa failing to uh, go out there and install some asphalt. Uh, the road department did put some asphalt on road department that did that yes sir and that was the road department that was not the contractor but he is we're making coordinations with him to do some of that soon um, so I don't have a day that that's going to occur yet but we'll we're working on getting that worked out um, we even got a complaint through uh, Commissioner Stevens that uh, Dorchester Village Road the existing road was not uh, being maintained properly and was impassable um, and I think the contractor has a uh, tractor and a box blade and that is all that that person does all day long is <laughs> blades off Dorchester Village Road to keep it passable. So, you know, my guys went out there and looked at it last week and they said it was passable and was doing good. So if you get any more complaints, please let me know. So um, the contractor is doing a pretty good job of trying to be responsive to the complaints. Um, are the truck drivers going to behave 100% all the time? No. But you know, we can do everything we can to try to help keep it under control. And you know, I understand. You know, citizens have a right to be safe, and you know, they need to. Uh, when they have see something that's going on, they are letting us know, and uh, are trying to make sure we get it taken care of. That was long-winded. It's going to get longer. Uh, okay. Right, Jim. I heard you say that you have an agreement with the contractor. Is this in writing or verbal? It's verbal right now. We need something in writing. I'll work when on that it. contractor gets through and they say bye-bye, we don't have anything to hold them to. Yes, I like to see something in black and white. Okay. Because so at the rate the taxpayers of Liberty County won't have to be the one 
to yes, foot sir. the repair of that road. Yes, now, we talk about the coming out of from the, the mining pit, but going into where they're putting the warehouses and Dorchester Village Road, we're coming out bringing dirt back onto the highway. So we need to get that contractor to consider rocking. Yes, sir, we've asked them. Yes, sir, we've asked them to repair their uh, stretch and exit as well. Okay. So, but yes, sir, I, and, and I agree with you. Yes. I agree with you. Okay. Um, that's, uh, apparently, you got the same email that I got. So it looks like you've looked, at, looked into everything, and I will be paying visits down there unannounced. Yes, as sir. usual to see no, what I, and, and that's that's what and, and I'll do the same thing you know I send I got a retired DOT guy I send out there weekly randomly and then I try to go out there randomly as well just to look at it and I just want to say this Mr. Chairman to everyone who has sent me an email I just us, want you to know us, that your email is not being overlooked regardless if you're sitting in the audience now or not your email is not being overlooked. We are, I am going down, I know myself, and taking a look. Because one day I got an email, one hour, and one hour after that, I went down there and videoed the whole road. And uh, it was in good shape about one hour after the email was sent. So that was some quick response. Yeah. So Mr. Chairman, I had a, a couple questions. Uh, the the main entrance, I guess, is is Alpha Islands. Is there another road in and out? An uh, entrance and exit, or so is it just made off? off so I know we're kind of diverging away from the, the zoning. Again, from, the right. zoning. Yeah. So the the um, is zoning is for the zoning is for the bar pit. pit. The, the bar pit. Right. So the, the the main issue that we have with the bar pit. It's kind of, I'm trying to bring it all back to the rezoning mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we, we had we, we needed to tackle this traffic issue. We did. Yep. So, you know, mm -hmm. we can't just ignore the traffic issue That's because right. it is right. being generated somewhat by this. So, um, yes, the uh, construction is good. If it's not already fixed, it should be fixed. And we have put them on notice to fix. And that, I did it uh, in writing. Right. Okay. So we're, we're in good shape there. Okay. Um, so that's coming along. Now, um, there was one other thing that I was going to say that I've, I've, I've lost what I was going to say. It'll come back to you tomorrow. Yes, sir, it will. <laughs> yes, sir. So he currently has <clears throat> a bar pit there. Right. Yes, ma'am. And so, this is a so yes, sir, that, that's, that, that's what it was. No, this. So what happened was in 2018, um, it was permitted through the state. And the way the state's permit process was, it didn't prompt us to check the zoning. And so permits issued, we start work, and then all of a sudden we find out, oh, wait a minute, we didn't get the conditional use when we got the permit. And that's why we're here today instead of before is we found that we didn't get the conditional use back in 2018 when we should. So we're trying to get everything back in order. So that's kind of where we are here. Why we're here, why we are here today. 
what can we do to prevent that from happening in the future? So we've done a pretty good job of kind of closing that loop with our ordinances. Um, and actually, you'll have another one next week that's a permitted bar pit that's been permitted for years um, that is in the same situation. Um, it's actually mostly complete, um, but they want to reactivate it, and uh, it's never been closed out. But they don't have a, a conditional use on theirs as well. So trying to make sure that we get a handle on the unauthorized bar pits surface mines. Now, we're going to find more as we go along that just because the way the surface mine permits were written, that step gets step, skipped a good bit. And it did a lot in the past. But, but we're, trying to, we're trying to make sure we don't let that. And I think when uh, LCPC rewrote the uh, UDO, they did a pretty good job making sure that that's a requirement for the operational service mine. So the one that's to follow has been identified with, have we looked at others too? I mean, I, I can't imagine we have 50 bar pits in every county, so. There's a lot of bar pits yeah. now. Functioning? So, some of them are functioning, some yeah. of them are not. I'm really concerned about the functioning. Yeah. yeah. So you've got several that are kind of coming along. You, you'll have several that are coming through like a couple months ago. Uh, Jody Pittman did one that came right. through here, and then we had right. uh, Melissa Ray and Barry Ray did a couple. You know, those we got it on up front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I know there's probably a couple more that are throughout the county that are semi-functioning or not functioning. That uh, there are a couple that were functioning that were not even permitted through the state, and I think that's been stopped or slowed down. Trying to get a good handle on it. And I got one other question for you. <clears throat> on his water, I'm quite sure he hit some springs or wells or whatever you call it. Is he maintaining that on the site or is he pumping it off? So he has a, uh, and he's required to by his permit to have a sediment basin. And so he pumps from the rim ditch into a sediment basin where the water sits still and then it's discharged into. Uh, the land, the, the low areas on his land adjacent his land. on his land. Not no one else. Not on, not on, not on the Islands Highway, not on anything that the county is maintaining. So let me go back. I just, I just need to feel comfortable. So with this application, so were it not for him, but this becoming, well, it's been an active bar pit, but it's more active, obviously. So that's what triggered the the need for the rezoning. The activity kind of raised the flag, hey, yeah. do we have a permit on this? Actually, uh, Mr. Richardson called me one afternoon and said, Trent, got a problem. This, we have an un unpermitted bar pit going on. I was like, no, he has a permit. So I was able to get him the permit. And he did the digging and said, you know, we never got the conditional use. So we immediately applied for the conditional use. I think so this is bringing it back in compliance. Bringing it back in compliance, yes. Let's make sure we do that on all the active ones, especially, you know, those that are dormant. I guess it's a whole different story, but yeah. those that are active, let's make sure. And I know this one stands out because, you know, I know since my tenure here, I've never known a project where had that many dump trucks coming in out of a project. So this is a little bit unprecedented for us, and it brought to light some uh, concerns that the citizens have and, and very uh, points that well taken. Very recently. 
from their reason. That's, that's the word, their reason. So let's make sure now. There's a lot of policing, obviously, that we, I didn't think we were going to get into. But obviously, the requirements there because uh, once these companies or these trucks get rolling, they all, their only mindset is hauling this dirt. Now, about the. Um, so, as a matter of fact, I had a conversation with Tim Byler uh, yesterday. He's the one that called me and told me about the black truck that was speeding. He said while he was there, he did see a state patrolman patrolling, and he did see the motor vehicle division from DOT out there. So and he was able to see that there are enforcement agencies out there. But, you know, they can't see every truck every time. No, but putting that tarp on every load should be mandatory. You, you can it have is. an option or not to. Well, it, it really is. Yeah. And if they get caught that way, you yeah. know, then they get a ticket. And so there, there are state regulations as far as the truckers go. You know, some of these things that they're doing, they shouldn't be doing. Because if they get caught, truck driver gets penalized. So, you know, we, we've gotten complaints from them going too fast. We've gotten complaints from them going too slow. We've got complaints of dirt on the road. Then we've got complaints of the sweepers in the way. And, you know, we get complaints on either side, but every complaint we try to pass through. And I know you had some conversation, but the owner of that company has an obligation. They do the general public, not just about him and his company making money, you know, hauling dirt. It's also about the citizens who, who use that road, who have to share that road with them. So, yes, sir. And I'm sorry we have to keep policing them this way, but obviously it's required because if it had not been done, we would have a mess. And uh, I'm like Commissioner Steve, we don't want them to create a mess and then walk away from it. It's not our responsibility, nor is it the system's responsibility. So. Once again, I see a lot of policing that has to go on uh, for this. And, and I am concerned about the, um, the condition of that road after they're done. You know, yes, sir. you just gave some quotes about what it costs to do resurfacing. <laughs> yes, sir. And, well, and it's not cheap. Just so you know, Islands Highway was on the bad list to begin with before well, we even got into this. Yeah. It's going to be worse. Now, one other question, Mr. Chairman, before we vote on this. You're talking about doing the box covered. Yes, sir. At, by the leaning tree. If the trucks are still in operation then, what kind of problem is that going to create? They're going to have to go really slow. Because what will end up happening, um, the change we're looking at is going to move them a little further over, but we will still have to have the traffic lights where there'll be one-way traffic. Um, we'll, we'll stop it on this side and this cars can go, and after they're done, then these cars can go. Kind of like what we had on the retreat, on, uh, on retreat, retreat bridge. Right. Mm -hmm. It'd be very similar to that. So that will significantly slow things down in the middle. And back traffic up. Chairman, okay. I'm ready but, to make a motion on this. All right. But, but I think you still have. We do have. Oh, a oh I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we did. Oh, got, yeah, we did. got more people That's to right. talk. That's, That's right. right. That's right. That's right. It's, it's, it's uh, we've had some good conversation. Is there anyone else here who would like to speak to? Dirt road, and we've got to send, you know, 
usually if you can get a hold of the people cutting the timber, they'll go in there and try to straighten it out. But if not, it falls back on us. Now, I understand that the issue with the road and all, but I mean, right now, we just, this is just to permit the, the pit, mm -hmm. not, okay. Mm -hmm. But this, uh, this issue with these roads, it's going to constantly be um, something that, I mean, the man digging or gutting land to get his product off of there is, you know, I just want us to, uh, you know, we got to all remember that ain't his fault because if he's selling tractor trailer loads of corn or tractor Timber. trailer loads of shrimp, uh, <clears throat> getting it down that highway is going to be the, whoever the, the carrier is, their responsibility. So all we're dealing with now is, like you said, the the uh, permitting, right? right? That's correct. Is that, is that what it is, George? That's correct. Okay. That's all. Just want to make sure I'm a little bit yeah. Well, it, it is, but but what what Trent was was uh, responding to was the uh, outcry from citizens about the condition of the road. Yeah, I was getting those same emails too. Yeah. But I, I yeah. mean, I yeah. was wondering yeah. if this was. He's already hauling now, mm -hmm. and has been hauling, so this will permit it to make it be in compliance. <laughs> yes, sir. I got you. Yeah. I got. You. Okay. That's where we are. Mr. Chairman, there were two people that signed up to speak on that. Okay. The first one's Ms. Rhonda Durney. Okay, Ms. Durney. Thank you, Mr. Brown. I didn't know you had done your sign up sheet. I'm just going to call them at random. Directly associated, like with what all of you have been talking about, about the road and, and those types of things. Um, it's gotten better because instead of about 400 runs a day, we're down to about 100. But nobody appreciates, especially me and my neighbors who live right on Islands Highway, the fact that um, he's running that, opening that pit at 6 a.m. in the morning and being awakened up by the trucks roaring down the road at 6 a.m. And they are still roaring. Yes, it's better, but there are a lot of them that are still speeding. And I don't know if you, any of you can check on it, who would be responsible. There are two black trucks in particular. Not only are they speeding, but the spew that's coming out of their exhausts is unbelievable. I don't even feel that, I mean, they should even be on the road in the conditions that those two vehicles are in. Um, I don't know if there's anything you can do with that, but I will tell you, myself included, and a number of my neighbors, I know you disagree with me, but that's okay. That's what we're here about, about all the substances coming out of these, these, these trucks. Because you go out to work in your yard, and you're getting where you can't breathe, um, getting headaches, getting sick to your stomach, and it's from all the spew coming from the trucks. I mean, we have to be honest about it. I mean, there's there's everything from from metals to benzene, arsenic, formaldehyde, um, nitrogen oxides. They're all coming out of those trucks. And I did some research because I'm thinking, okay, well, when can you go outside? Maybe we can work with that. It takes 24 hours for that to dissipate. So if you think you're talking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, he's running from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I cannot imagine the, the chemicals and, and the nasty things that are in the air by Saturday evening. Something really needs to be done. The number of the trucks need to be kept low. 
Those times need to be changed. It's ridiculous to be awakened every day at 6 a.m. by these trucks roaring down the road. And I will tell you, early in the morning, they're roaring and they're speeding. So hopefully something can be done with that. And the other thing, and I wanted to mention, and maybe Mr. Stevens can help out that, we desperately need sidewalks out there, even if they aren't real sidewalks. I mean, widen it, flatten it out there a bit and, and um, you know, even put some mulch or something on. There's nowhere to walk. And even when you go out to your mailbox now, because the trucks, I was stood out there for an hour and a half the other day seeing how many. They're driving clear over on the white lines. I mean, it's like you take your life in your hands when you walk out of your house. And, you know, this is because the pit's down there. Um, I don't know if there are any conditions, you know, how many, how many vehicles are allowed to come out of there, you know, within an hour or, or how that works or anything. Um, it's already been mentioned, you know, the trucks that are coming out of blue, they don't even slow down when they pull out of there. I don't know if you've watched them. But like if people, if you're coming from Hinesville and trying to come home, they just whoosh, right out of there. They don't slow down at all. And when it's set up there, oh, it has no dangers to health. Order. It's extremely dangerous out there. Not only because of the trucks, but because these trucks are coming out there like that. People are infuriated that there's so many trucks. So people are going around the trucks and, you know, an extra lane. I mean, it's, I don't know what the solution is, but somehow, you know, things need to be, need to be changed a bit. And I don't know whether, you know, everybody needs to get together, including the people that live out there because we're the ones that are getting the brunt of this. We all moved out there to live in, you know, a nice quiet little area. Nobody ever mentioned to us that these trucks were coming. I wish they had, because I would have spent the money to get a whole house tiller because honestly, it's horrible. Even in this heat, I've not even turned my air conditioning on because I don't even want the air coming in my house. So I hope there's something that can be done. It sounds like, you know, Trent's been working with some of it and things are getting a little bit better. But seriously, the 6 a.m., 6 p.m. thing, that's, that's a bit much to expect for, for residents that are, that are living there. And um, I really wish you would check the trucks because I don't think some of those are anywhere near meeting the proper conditions to be on the road. I mean, the other day I had one going past my house and the back of his truck fell off. If you had a car that was in that condition, you wouldn't be driving it down the road. And um, the trucks are still being overloaded. You look at where they have the tarps on them, you know, it's way, the dirt's way up over the top, top of there. So anything you people can do and seriously consider doing something for a sidewalk, I know there's probably not money for the cement and those types of things, but um, you know, my great granddaughter has to stand right there on the edge of Island's Highway to get the bus. And here's the trucks as fast as they can and so close together. I mean, it really is dangerous. So, and I know all of you got the email from Marcy Hamilton about some other things, you know, that we were asking for. And um, I know there's a little bit more police presence, but there really needs to be more too. So anything you can help us with, greatly appreciate. Thank you, Commissioner. Thank, Thank you. you. Chairman, the next person is Ms. Donna Rushing. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Um, <clears throat> gosh, I admit, I'm, I'm terribly confused. And I just recently got confused. 
Um, <clears throat> my name is Donna Rushing, and I live at 17 Ashley Creek Drive. And I hope each of you were in receipt of a letter I sent September 27th um, explaining my opposition to, I thought this was not only um, a conditional approved, um, uh, conditional, conditional use, use. use. I, I also thought there was some, I was under the impression that it was gonna be enlarged. Is that wrong? What now? What now? That you were going for a joint to get the conditional use and Clay wanted to enlarge the pit? That's, that is, that, Extend that's, it. that's the conditional use. Is that in this or that was a separate thing? The, the conditional use is by the state. That's uh -huh. the permit. Uh -huh. I, I got the expansion. It is true that this pit has been down in our area for a good number of years operating. This isn't a new pit um, to, to us folks down there. We've known about it. It's never been a problem. It was used for, um, it was just be, being used for their private business practices and, and uh, they were doing minimal, minimal damage and no safety concerns. Um, they've been running it the Sykes family entity, um, but something changed. And this current contract that's going on down there is massive in scope. And future warehouse contracts are in the horizon. This is not gonna stop. We're not gonna go back to the, uh, hey, you need a, a, some dirt for your landscape or you're clearing your lot or whatever. This, this is, uh, morphed into something a little bit beyond that. Um, I feel like maybe what I wrote to present is not going to be quite applicable, but I'll try to hurry through it. Um, I'm not going to read the letter that I sent you guys, and I hate to regurg regurgitate old, old stuff, but um, just I want to say that beginning at the I-95 interchange and heading east to its end of Yeomans Road, Islands Highway is a county-maintained, two-lane, rural road. Now, I'm not sure if, if it has, has a GDOT service level rating, or even if the Georgia Department of Transportation rates um, county-maintained roads. I, I, I don't know, but this I do know. Islands Highway was not built for and has never been maintained to be an industrial thoroughfare capable of handling an excess of 100 dump trucks daily loaded with fill dirt. For nine miles, approximately nine miles, this operation, Mr. Sykes' operation, uses the only road east of I-95 interchange that's available to residents who live towards Sunbury and beyond. Um, so so we're, we're pretty stuck. Well, I mean, we're pretty stuck here. Um, in May of 2023, which is this, this year, WTOC uh, published an article highlighting um, 
of the repair and the reconstruction of the two and a half miles of Islands Highway that's gonna go from 95 to Brigden Road. And that will be once the industrial part warehouses are completed. <clears throat> In that article, the county reported having an approved contract with Mr. Long, T.R. Long, for an estimated $25 million to take place over the span of four years. It was also reported that that project would be partially funded by splash money in combination with bond issuance and developer agreements. However, at the September 15th meeting of the LCPC, Mr. Long stated developer agreements were still being worked on. Do we have developer agreements in place? And also, now, what is Liberty County's plan for road repair needed for the remaining seven miles past Brigden Road, which will include replacing a failing culvert, which alone has been estimated at around $4 million. So if I use the approved contract numbers to Brigden Road as a rough estimate and a rough guide, this stretch of road, this last seven miles past Brigden Road to the end, to Mr. Sykes's entrance, could easily be in excess of a million dollars. At some, maybe not at one time, but even if it's done in sections. Um, Liberty County citizens can't bear this. They cannot or should not. Um, this, this is misuse of our infrastructure by de developers, some contractors, and material suppliers. I don't know who else to blame. Um, so I respectfully request before you guys grant any, I thought it was a, a new permit, but any new permit or any expansions or extensions of existing permits I urge you to exercise Liberty County's jurisdiction over county-maintained roads and place concessions on these surface mining operations in hopes to of deterring further damage. Um, please include and do not limit concessions to mandatory way scales before it, the, the trucks get on the road mandatory tarping, improvements to the exit pad onto the road or tire washing, however you want to put it, enhanced police presence, continued dust mitigation, and limiting the work hours and the days of the week. Saturday's kind of a tough day. Um, we're not gonna be able to make the truckers do better. It's just not. Truckers are out there making a living they're, um, they're using this eight mile stretch. That's a pretty good gig. I come from a background very similar and they get paid by the load and they've got from picking it up to the job sites eight miles, they, can, they are turning it around. They don't wanna stop to tart. They don't wanna stop to weigh. Um, they're riding down the middle of the road now because the sides have gotten wonky so now if there's no one coming 
Oh, you know, it's not unusual to get behind one and he's riding down the middle of the road until a car starts coming at him and then he'll get over and they'll get back in the middle of the road because the road's bumpy and knock your teeth out, knock your feelings out of your teeth. Um, truckers are going to do whatever they've got to do. It's just, we just need to do the best we can do to, to do with it. So um, I just, please consider that and I thank you for your time. Thank you. Next person on the Ms. Chairman is, is Ms. Ashley Mosier. Hi, Commissioners. Have y'all missed me? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, Ashley Mosier, <clears throat> we've been here before. So, I, I have a question. When I understand this is a conditional use permit and we're getting our T's dotted, or I's dotted, and T's crossed, right? That we know that this is, okay? I did understand that it was for an expansion is what I also understood in some of the information that was given out. So, but my question is, the establishment, maintenance, or operation of the use shall not be detrimental or endangered to the public health, safety, or general welfare? And the answer the LPCP said was no. Is that just for that plot, just that? When you answer that question, it just pertains to that plot of land, that plat? It applies to the whole 165-acre tract of land that's being all the phases. Okay, so that question doesn't have anything to do with them exiting onto the highway or anything. When you answered that question, it was just for that plot, that's that, right. that plat. We're talking about eight miles down the road. road or anything else. It's just what happens on that piece that's of right. property. Okay, that clears up a lot for a lot of people who are wondering, like, it does, it does, it is detrimental. But remember, I've stood here before you many, many times and said, this is going to cause problems. You know, Islands Highway wasn't made for this. And, and, and we didn't do a very good job pre-whenever, when Target and all that went in, of making sure that big trucks and things, and now we're going to put, what, two more warehouses and a gas station and a little strip mall and all those things that we have that are going in down there to keep up and we haven't thought about all the other things that we're doing so we're we're building this foundation but we're leaving some gaps in the brickwork you know extra policing and it's taking a cry from the community who gathered together and said we're not really sure you want this we're not really sure but remember it was just a zoning action when I first stood here and said I don't think this is a good idea and now we're talking about millions of dollars we're going to have to do to maintain and to update to keep up. And I understand, I understand that the economy moves forward and we have to keep up. And I'm all for Liberty County doing that. I live here. I love this county. I love where we live. But we're running into a lot of problems and it seems like all I can see are tax dollars. And all I can think other people are seeing are tax dollars and the detriment you're doing to our beautiful, to our beautiful county. So that's all I wanted to know was about the plat thing because that's kind of disturbing when you see that and you're like, it does. It affects us. It affects me every day, getting out, going to the grocery store, getting out, trying to turn into my house. And there was a period of time where I would wait till dark because I knew that I could turn out onto the highway without having to think, can I get in front of that dump truck? Do I have enough space or is he coming at 85 miles an hour? Will I make it that turn in time? And what's really frightening is to see two school buses sandwiched, you know, sandwiched in between dump trucks and they are just pushing him down the road with a bus full of kids. 
though, seeing that. So it has gotten better. Thank you, Mr. Long. Thank you all for listening to what the people are telling you. Hey, this is going on. I understand with any project there's going to be problems. And like you said, truck drivers are going to do what truck drivers do. They're making a living too. And I'm not against anybody that. But, you know, we're having to go back and dot our I's and cross our T's because this stuff got missed. So what else have we missed that we need to go back and look at and slow down? Because remember in the beginning, that's all we were asking you all to do was slow down before you consider this. And here we are. And I will say, at my end of the road, I don't even go out the other end of Dorchester now because you can't get through there. Not because the road is terrible or whatever. There's just too much traffic, too many other cars. The amount of garbage has increased. Um, you know, people coming in and out. The amount of cars that come down and stop right there has also increased. You know, stopping people working there or whatever, or even coming off 95 to see what's going on and that kind of stuff. So, and on Friday afternoons, well, man, let me tell you, between Target leaving and that shift change and those truck drivers and stuff, it's chaotic. It's chaotic. So that's, that's what we're dealing with. So I want y'all to understand that. Because you sit here and it was just a zoning change. And this is where we're at now. Looking at that. So let's be proactive, not reactive. Because right now we're being reactive. Thank you for your time. Thank you. And the last person, Mr. Chairman, is Mr. Tommy Carter. Mr. Carter. Good evening, Commissioners. Good evening. Uh, I just looking for some clarification on Commissioner Stevens' question as to where the millions of gallons of discharge is going from out of the pit. So we're going to have years of discharge. Is it all going to stay on that property? Eventually, it will run off uh, across Tiger's property, more Tiger's property, so it's not going in the canal now, going into Van Dyke, into the salt marsh? It will eventually. It all goes somewhere, somewhere. But, but, but you said a while ago it was all being sent right on the Clay Sykes' property and it was staying there. It is. And it's staying there. And it'll go through a trust fund. what he's expressing there is that once it maximizes what it can hold on Clay's land, it's going to go through a piece of property that's set up by Bobby Sykes in a trust fund for his grandchildren, which is going to flood their land. I just have some concerns about that. And then eventually it's going into our salt marsh. And that's acidic water, from what I understand, coming out the bottom of these pits because it burns the propellers out of the pumps trying to keep up with getting the water out. I think more research needs to be done before you grant all this. You're talking about millions of gallons, not just 100,000 gallons, millions. That's all I got. Thank you, sir. Mr. Chairman, I had one more question. Um, LCPC's been looking at it all good for a couple months, one of the ladies said, and we still don't have everything signed and in place. I, I thought you said there was some something else that, I mean, he, he got the approval from the state for the expansion, but I thought there was something else you said that you were working on it, just this, or 
manager? Yes, I mean, the, the, this is the remaining uh, permitting step that needs to happen in order for the, for the pit to be, have all the state and local requirements that it needs. The development agreements that were talked about here were something that y'all approved back in February, I think, and those are gonna be assessed to all the warehouses that are gonna be, that, that are being built. That'll help pay for the first three miles of the road. Yeah. And that has been, excuse me, that, that has been taken care of. That's been documented and signed. The, develop, those the, the those development agreements will actually be they'll be executed before a uh, occupancy permit is issued. For the for, for guy down occupancy. there by I ninety five, not this, not not this development. Not this. No. For, or this landowner is not no. No, part of that. No, no ma'am. Why? Why wouldn't he be part of that? That's correct. So before the CO is issued, the developer has to sign the agreement or he won't be able to occupy the premises. County building inspector along with myself and the county attorney. Right. Yeah. What was the vote? <coughs> what was the vote at LCPC on this? Unanimous or split? I'm trying to remember. I think it was unanimous. They, they, there was some, there was, they were split the first time. That's why they tabled it. But I think it was unanimous uh, at the September 19th meeting. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. <coughs> I've heard this. We beat this, beat this horse and beat this horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a point now with some questions that Mr. Tommy Carter just asked. <clears throat> I'd like to maybe table this until I can get with Mr. Long and we'll get a full answer on the question that, because we don't want to pump any water on no one else's property in the long run. I can show you <laughs> Come on then, Trent. <clears throat> I, I, I don't I don't like getting in, in the family. And business. this is all <laughs> kind of Jimmy before we get down the road before. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that's wet hands. Yeah. Charging into where there's a uh, sediment bank and another thing that they do is they have a room bit where they have a deep trench 
That's, that's what happened. And I'll be glad to talk to you more about it or whatever you'd like me to do. Well, they told Bud, my children's property. We don't need to get into back and two things, young man. My only comment, and uh, even the, the state has oversight of this. They they will do inspections from time to time. Yes, sir. They they do. They do do periodic inspections. I, thought, I, heard I don't know thing. how often they do them. Yeah. Um, for a while, uh, they were making annual trips. Uh, when um, the, the pit in Flemington was going on, they were coming down about annually to take a look at the pit. Now, since COVID, a lot of that has changed. And the, the time frame, I don't know how often they come. Yeah. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> Yeah. I'll make a motion that we go ahead and grant the conditional use. Thank you, Trent, Mr. Long, for addressing the other issues about the roadway, which is not involved, but it is connected. So that these issues get corrected, carried out, and enforced. Thank you, sir. We have a second. Motion and second, and we approve the recommendation as presented. Any further discussion? Uh, I, I just have, uh, I guess, just a, a quick question. First of all, apologize for for my tardiness. I was I had another yeah, obligation absolutely. that I had to take care of, but but because of our technology upgrade, I was able to uh, stay abreast of, of the meeting at the same time. Uh, but from from the citizen standpoint majority of the concern is about the public safety uh, with the trucks and I mean again we've have had this discussion for plenty of years now you know uh, especially with Islands Highway and everything that's going on out there so I, I just want to ask my fellow commissioners as well uh, what can we do to satisfy and try to appease those citizens from the public safety standpoint I understand that the sheriff's department is, you know, trying to do what they can, uh, and and also uh, when when they were talking about the uh, the trucks not being covered, th that's a G dot turn, correct? Uh, is there any way possible we, we could reach out to G dot to make sure that? that Trent addressed that just before you walked. Yeah, he in. talked about that. Yes, sir. I, I've talked to the captain about that at least okay. twice. Right. So I, I just want to make sure that 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 was being addressed because I mean, and, and I think everyone knows how I feel about economic development. I'm all about that. But more importantly, you know, the safety of of our citizens, especially our our, our youth, I agree. is you know I I would I don't think anyone in this room want to see anything happen like that. So what, whatever we could do to make sure that because that and. That's something that we do need to look at to be proactive because that growth is right there. I mean, whenever we approve <laughs> that first warehouse, you know, 
And I was here and I and I I said it then that hey, we need to look at the infrastructure and everything that's going out there. So I think, you know, Commissioner Stevens, we, we need to do whatever we can to, to help appease that out there and make sure that first of all, public safety is number one before economic growth. And Let's just make sure that's that, been the heart of the conversation prior to your coming, sir. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm putting a rubber stamp on it. I, I don't want it just to be a conversation. I, I want to be some act, action behind it because we join the bandwagon and come on. That's what we've been talking about. Yeah, we, we talk a lot now. It's I just want to make sure that that we have some action behind that. All right, uh, we have a motion and a second. All in favor, show your hands, please. We're on the floor. In opposition. One. Okay. Motion passes. 2023 62 Okay. Still, Chairman, still public uh, hearing? Yes, sir. Our uh, our second conditional use request has been submitted by Ms. Carrie uh, G. World and Adeline G. Nelson on behalf of the Ben Golden Estate, which is the owner of the property, uh, for a family cemetery. And uh, family cemeteries are uh, allowed by conditional use uh, from the Board of Commissioners. This property is zoned A1 agricultural, and it contains 4.64 acres plus or minus, and it's located off of, off of Holmestown Road. And as you'll see, uh, property is landlocked, and it's accessible only by easements. And you can see there the, pro the parcel number there on the bottom, and this is also in District 1. That's our sign and our ad in the Coastal Courier. The access is through the parking lot of the uh, church. It's, I think it's called St. James Community Church in the sports complex there, and that's where our sign is located. See, here's Hometown Road. Uh, the church is located here. You have to go through, I'm sorry, these lines aren't a little bit better that you can see, but you have to go across, through an easement across several properties to get to this 4.8 acre piece of property down in here. It's a agriculturally uh, zoned property, and they just want to do a family cemetery on it. It won't be a public cemetery. And this shows up a little bit better. Again, the easement comes down through uh, the church's property through this property and then these properties down to the area that you see outlined in red, which is the subject property where they'd like to do the family cemetery. And this is the plat just showing, it's kind of turned sideways here, but you can just see, uh, here's, here's Homestown Road, you can see how the road kind of, the dirt road kind of goes back in there, snakes in. These are, this is, these are the two easements that you see there on that piece and that piece, uh, allowing them to get across to their 4.8 acre tract of land where they'd like to do the family cemetery. Narrative, uh, this is from the applicant. They said they're the family of Ben Golden Sr. They wish to use this property, uh, this 4.64 acres as a family cemetery and uh, the, the sign there, the children of Charles Golden, Adeline Nelson, Carrie World, and Sylvia Williams. And of course, as, as with the other conditional uses, these are conditional, uh, the criteria that you have to use. Uh, again, the, uh, we did not find any adverse impacts on the uh, economic values of, or physical appearance of the surrounding areas. Number two, uh, this use is consistent with the comprehensive plan and with the purpose of the land use district. Number three, uh, this will not uh, be detrimental or endanger the public health in any way, the safety or general, general welfare. Number four, this will not create an undue burden on transportation, streets, schools, utilities, and other public safety. Number five, uh, we haven't identified any impacts, uh, any adverse impacts that this will have on the surrounding properties. 
And number six, we haven't noted any uh, any needs for additional measures uh, to to protect uh, surrounding properties for adverse impact. <coughs> um, the Planning Commission heard this at their September 19th meeting, and they recommend approval with standard conditions. I, I do think uh, the applicant is here to speak tonight as well. Okay, applicant, please come forward. We heard the presentation, but sometimes we allow them. Not sometimes. The applicant is is uh, eligible to make any statement they want to make about about the request. You don't have to make a long speech. Just kind of tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Give your name, if you will, please, first, and then start the talking. Hello. Good evening. Hello. I am Adeline Nelson. I'm Carrie World. And on behalf of our... <clears throat> The Ben Golden Senior Family, we want to say thank you for agreeing to um, permit us to to do this. As you, I, many of you may know, we have a very large family. Very large. No. Very large. And <laughs> as, as the young people today, they don't consider things like this, you know, in their future. So, you know, you have to have somebody to stand up for them. So we just appreciate, you know, your uh, agreeing to... Um, Accommodate us in this matter. A consideration. Okay. Uh, consideration. Yes, yes ma'am. One of y'all just got one. Have y'all already gained permission to for the roadway to go in? Or oh, the roadway is already there. He said there's an, an easement. Easeway. Uh, easement. He said they have an easement. Yeah, yes, we do have one. Well, well, we wanted to make sure that we have the approval okay. before we take the next step. Okay. Anybody was anybody in opposition? I'm sorry. Was anybody in opposition, Jeff? We had, okay. we had calls on it, but uh, we just ran. Okay. Probably all family in the house. Yeah. Under the old uh, ordinance, it would wasn't it during that time it was requiring what four acres, five acres for a cemetery under the old one. Required that much. It, just, it, it always required a conditional use approval. Right. And then under the new one now, it's only requiring one acre. Yeah. And that's, under, that's, that's on the section 302 4. Okay. All right. All right. I guess the only question I have is is, is that enough land for, for, for the entire family? It's more than enough. Are you sure? <laughs> I don't, I don't well, know. Now. As far as we know, right? Yeah. Now. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah conditions are coming, I'm sure. I, yeah. Yeah. Let somebody else handle that. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to take care of the now and someone else can There you go. Yes, sir. Chair, take a motion. Yeah, I'll make a motion that we uh, file the recommendation of LCPC approval. Second. Motion of second. We approve LCPC's recommendation for the Ben Golden family. Have I got it right? Yeah. Exactly. For this uh, family cemetery. Yeah. We're looking out for. This generation and future generations. Yes. And after that, they're on their own. <laughs> Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. Young ladies, it's approved. Thank, Thank you, you sir, very much. Thank Have you all. That did not take long. <laughs> yeah, I don't like touching funerals. Rural Golden. What's Russ Rural Golden to you all? Same family? Same, same family, Mike. Rural Golden. Rural Golden. We went to school. Eddie and I went to school with a Rural Golden. He played football. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Dory, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. All right. To, uh, home occupation. Okay. 
Uh, our third request tonight is a request for a type B home occupation for, uh, was been submitted by Celia Monaval uh, <laughs> to have a commissary or base of operations for a food truck at the residence located at 265 Reuben Wells Road and unincorporated Liberty County. You can see the parcel number there, and this is in District 3. Mm -hmm. uh, food trucks have become very popular in recent years, and they, yes, they are required to have a base of operation that will be approved by the health department, and uh, this would be allowed in a residential zone such as this uh, with a Type B home occupation uh, approval by the Board of Commissioners. So that's why they're here tonight. Uh, you can see uh, this Reuben Wells Road. Uh, this is signs in the front yard. You can see the uh, ad that was in the Coastal Courier and the uh, Reuben Wells Road here. This is uh, Live Oak Church Road here. And so you can see it's just beyond there uh, in this enclave of houses here in the subdivision. I think it's maybe the fifth house on the right going up that way. And you can see this area is zone uh, SFMH, which used to be R2A, but it's for, uh, it allows for single family and duplexes and mobile homes. So that's the, that's the zoning. And this is a picture of the food truck that they would like uh, to, uh, to use the home as a base, base of operation for. And these are the home occupation requirements uh, at, at, under your ordinance. Uh, a, uh, no more than one non-resident employee. B, uh, customers may come to the, to the residence on a infrequent basis during daytime hours, not more than one or two at a time. And three retail sales of good may only be incidental to the home occupation. Planning Commission heard this at their September 19th meeting, and they recommended uh, approval with standard and special conditions. And I'll go into the special condition for you. All food sales must be done off premise, and that's really the that's really the uh, idea behind the food truck, anyway. Is that you? That's your base of operations. It's kind of where you get clean up everything and restock, but you do all your all your sales out and wherever you're going to sell it at. Is the petitioner here? Come forward, please, and we'll make it painless. <laughs> just give us your name for the record, please, and, and just tell us a little bit about your project. Good evening. Um, I am Celia Tumanwao. This is my husband, Asua. He is one of the city heroes. We were here last year. Um, so we decided to open a food truck business. Um, we're going through the process with public health and um, they told us we need a base of operation. So now we're gonna build the whole structure with the mop sink where we can restock, clean, but other than cooking, we're not gonna cook at our home. Just so have our, to drain the water from and clean everything. But other than, thank you for, <laughs> for having us here and we look forward to have your approval for us to have our home as our commission, I mean, commissary and a base of operation. Mr. Rickerson, so the health department requires that the, the zoning is done first and then they? Yes. Uh, okay, so yes. the next step is getting the health, health yes. department's stamp. The zoning, the zoning piece is the type B home occupation. Once, okay. once you approve that, then we can yeah. do this. Then we can go through the process and stuff. Everything is on hold until, okay, until we're approved for this. Any opposition from the? Yeah, it was called, but nobody expressed opposition, and nobody came uh, to the planning commission. Okay. Now, like Commissioner Thrift to speak to it, then. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. I was just uh, wanting clarification. The um, 
for this type of home occupation, obviously it's for the, the trailer to be there and for them to stock their food or commissary there and uh, prepare it or whatever and then put it in the trailer and go out and sell it. That, that's pretty much all, what it is. They'll inspect the trailer. We had to yeah. build a whole different structure, which we're going to use a, uh, okay. a shed and turn it into a, with um, plumbing, mm -hmm. electrician, mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole work. But no, I don't have a problem with it. They're very popular. Thank you. I have a problem. You have a problem? No samples. We got to get them permitted and they'll be back, right? Okay, yes. <laughs> and, Sarah, okay. I, that, that was the question I, I wanted. I wanted to know what type of food it was going to be. Serving some more food. Some more Pacific okay. Islander food. Yeah. One being right. in Hawaiian, we're going to try to do a fusion off our island food and bring it to Liberty. I like that. The small world yeah. after all. Yeah. I like Be that. there, I'm sure. Okay. Right. Thank Ms. you. Chair, take a motion. Yes, Mr. Chairman, I would make a motion that we approve the Type B home occupation. Second. Just second, we approve the application as presented for Type B. Rubens Well Road. Looking for some good food. Uh, any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. Motion passes. Thank you. You can make the next yeah. step now. Thanks. Thank you all. Condition of use 2023-067. Hey, Chairman, this is our last conditional use request tonight. Uh, this has uh, been submitted by Brian Pearson on behalf of Mr. Calvin Barrett, uh, who is the owner, for a borrow pit, another borrow pit. Um, the property is zone A1, agricultural, and AR1. The, prop the, the part of the property that's closest to Highway 84 is zone AR1, but most of the property is zone A1. Yeah, this property contains uh, um, really really over 18.87 acres. This is what the tax assessor had on it. But the property is located uh, in unincorporated Liberty County. You can see the parcel number there, and that's also in District 1. District yeah. 1? <laughs> yeah. You can see here the uh, ad in the Coastal Curry, the sign on the outside of the wooden fence that, uh, that, that the property is surrounded by. Uh, you can see here the property is long and deep property here. This is Highway 84. This is Bill Carter Road. You can see the property goes way back down to the property. And just, just for reference, the uh, one y'all were talking about earlier with, that Barry Ray got approved was up here on, on the other side of the, uh, of the branch there. And, of course, just also for reference, uh, this is the, uh, a, a nightclub that's been in operation there for about 20 years uh, Mr. Barrett owns as well. But it's outside of this piece. The, this, this long narrow piece here just kind of goes around that nightclub area there. So that's where it is. Uh, the zoning map, as you can see, as I already said, uh, the back half is zone A1, the front half is zone AR1, and the nightclub there is zone, appropriately zone uh, C3. And you can see here the wetlands, the back part of this property is mostly wetlands, so there won't be a whole lot of pit digging going on back there. Most of the, the pit will be up here on the front half of the property. The also the uh, flood the flood map sort of mirrors the wetlands map as well. The back half of the property is wet, so most of the activity is going to be, or all of the activity will be up here in the front half of the property. This is just a picture of the plat here showing the. Uh, you can see the nightclub there, Highway 84 here. You can just see the road kind of snakes through the, this property and the neighboring property here, which is owned by, I think, Mr. Barrett's brother. <coughs> 
And you can see the site layout here. They're proposing to just, uh, if you recall, um, this is where the nightclub is. All the, the rest of the property back in the back is in the wetlands and then the floodplain, so there won't be anything back there. The pit's proposed to be up in the front, closer to Highway 84. And the same conditions, you've heard these conditions for three times tonight, and we'll go through <laughs> them one more time. Uh, we have not identified any adverse effects on the uh, economic value or physical appearance of the surrounding properties. Uh, number two, um, the, the use will be consistent with the comprehensive plan and the purpose of the land use district. Number three, we have not identified any detrimental, uh, any detrimental effects or that would endanger the public health, safety, or general welfare. Number four, uh, this will not create an undue burden on transportation, streets, uh, public uh, utilities, schools, public safety. Number five, uh, this, uh, the design will ad uh, minimize adverse physical and environmental effects on adjacent property, include, uh, including adverse visual impacts on buffer zones where necessary to shield adverse factors. The property is fenced, and I think it will continue to be. Uh, number six, the additional space for parking and landscaping and adequate measures for ingress and ingress shall be considered if necessary. We have not noted any. Planning Commission heard this at their September 19th meeting and they recommended approval with standard conditions. I do, you all received uh, uh, an email that I received from a family member of the Lloyd family. Uh, they were uh, there, there was some concern about the ownership of this property, but we, as, as we do with all of our property, we, we require a deed, and uh, had, there, there's a recorded deed that's been, uh, that shows that this property's been in Mr. Barrett's uh, ownership since 2011 for 12 years, so that's what we have to go by. We're not really qualified to litigate anything like that, so uh, I think the family is gonna pursue action through the probate court, and that will go where it goes, so it really is not related to this action, but I just wanted you to be aware that they had submitted that, and we told them we would make you aware of it as well. Okay. So with that, uh, Mr. Chairman, uh, Planning Commission did recommend approval, and uh, the applicant and his representative are here as well. Yeah. Yes, sir. So actually, what, and what you're saying, that we are approving it based on the copies that whatever is recorded. That's right. There, there's, there's a, a recorded, recorded evidence of Mr. Barrett's ownership dating back to 2011. Mr. Barrett, yes. come say hello to us and talk about your. Yeah. Out of curiosity, so with the with the nightclub cease? Well, it will eventually. Will eventually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I give it probably after everything get approved. I give it another two years, a year and a half. I'm gonna okay. be just, done with just, that. Just curious. <laughs> just curious. When you're curious. Twenty-two years. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> you're curious. Yeah. yeah. You're curious. I saw where the lines were, and I said, "Man, you got the barrel pit in front of your nightclub." Yeah. 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 So it, was, it was tight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but thank y'all for being the commissioners. Uh, I've been seeing y'all faces for a long time, and y'all y'all still here. Y'all doing a good job. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, Talk a little I, bit about you, if you will. Are you going to talk about the operation, sir? Yes. Brian Pearson. Okay. Just give us a little overview, Mr. Pearson. How does all this going? Well, nothing, nothing scientific. It's a small pit. It's, a small, it's considered a small three pit. Acres. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of dump truck issues. And the plan is to actually palletize a lot of our product. Uh, there is some fill dirt that we want to get moved, but sand is what we're going after. Bag it and pallet it and go out and 
flat beds. Okay. So. All right. Um, but you don't, um, the concerns that the citizens raise about dirt on the road and oh, no. all, all those kind of things, you know, you just, just be aware. We have 1,200 feet of asphalt road that's already in there. The trucks, tires get cleaned off before they even get on that. And then we got 1,200 feet to the highway and it's a four-lane highway. It's a beautiful setup. All right. Um, and you're coming out to a busy highway, of course. Where are you going to pump your runoff to? We have a sediment pond on site, and the same thing. It'll basically feed into the wetland area behind and work its way to the Peacock Canal. Is that brackish? Mix a little bit of it? All right, well, and then as Mr. Rickerson said, the legal issues, we don't get involved in those things that, that's, yeah. you know. We can see what they're talking about, but they're just, yeah. they're not, we're yeah, I don't need no, yeah. yeah. just, hey. it's just not our. Yeah, we, no, we, we don't, don't need. All right. There's still. Yeah, but uh, Calvin made a comment there that he's been seeing us for a long time. Calvin, <laughs> I built your power line in there. I had never been in your club. <laughs> <laughs> What happens in Vegas stay in Vegas. And see, 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 and and see, and see, and see, and see, and see, and and, and take a look <laughs> at That's it. What I, was I, I was just wondering, it, did y'all get an opportunity to go? <laughs> or was it during the daytime or at nighttime? It was just a question. Yeah, man, y'all just let me know, man. I'm, yeah, I'm always ready for a ride. Yes, sir, ready for a motion. Yeah, I make a motion that we accept the uh, recommendation coming from the LCPC on approval. Second. A second. I'd just like to note, you heard the concern, so, you know, please help us out by ensuring that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about the safety. Care. Make yes, sure sir. when the trucks leave that they are like they're supposed to be because um, now you will be dealing with a state highway. Mm -hmm. All right. All in favor, show of hands, please. Motion passes, Thank sir. You, sir. Thank you. All right, sir. All right. Chairman, I'm finally done. <laughs> yeah, you, you picked on me tonight. Yes, I need to see you before you go. And Georgia Tech lost, didn't they? Chairman, I'll make a motion we'll go back in the regular session. Second. Second. Oh, sorry. All in favor, show of hands. Back in the regular session. All right. Uh, new hospital appointment. Mr. Sir. Chair, the left side is ready. N no, we're the right side. I see, mean, see, 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 right see, we starting off wrong already. <laughs> <laughs> the right side is ready, Mr. Chairman. We make All a motion right, that we leave the two standing uh, Board members. Mayor, board members, that's on the hospital, Mr. Reggie Pierce and Mr. Daisy Prey in place. Second. Thank you. Discussion. There we go, Mr. Chair. I know where you're going. You know where I'm going? I know exactly where. I know the hospital has, uh, they normally send, they sent those names? They sent those two names. Something about double but, but the names. But don't we have to send them twice? 
You're supposed to actually. You're supposed to send three, three names, right, for each position. Yeah, and they and they choose. And they choose. Right. right. Now we did have another applicant. We did. Mm -hmm. so, so technically, for <coughs> clarification, what we should do is we have to send because there are two vacancies. We have to send one name one way, and then the two <laughs> three, and we then the two. The second post, second then come back. Yeah. It's, 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 I know, I know. I knew it was yeah. different than the other. Right. Whoever the other person. Glad Commissioner Gill is not here. See. If we need to do that. See, Commissioner Walter, we, we got this. We yeah. we got this. Right. So <laughs> just a little huffing. We had a motion. He's by himself tonight over there. Huh? He's by himself. <laughs> no, I, I understand the the the, uh, the process. Yeah. The way that we've got the. The other one. Yeah. So, and if you don't want y'all done in the past, if you don't have, but three people, is so you put Mr. Pierce, right, the other person, because uh -huh. you didn't have but a second applicant, and then for the other position you put like Prey and the other person that applied, and then they okay. would choose. And then they, that's the yeah. recommendation. And then the other the other name would be Freddie Howard. Howell. So that'll be the three names. So for the first one, Kevin Roberts, rule of order. I had a motion and a second. We, we, oh, didn't, sorry. we, we didn't vote. So now do we have to? You can amend the motion. Yeah, amend the no, motion. Yeah, right. amend it. Okay. okay. All right. Somebody amend the motion. Who, who made that motion? I did. I was okay. quiet. Okay. So I was saying. I'll amend the motion as stated. We, were at, we add the third person. Okay. All right. Now second. Second. All right. Second. Then we send all the three names. Uh, Daisy Prey. Daisy Prey, Reggie Pierce, and, and Freddie Howard. Freddie Howard to the House, House Bill Authority. Okay. Any further discussion? Then we close. All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. Those names will be submitted to the House Bill Authority. All right. Thank you. Resolution Ooh. improved mental health of Georgia. Yes, sir. I think you might have been copying on a note from ACCG, but they're asking yeah, governments in Georgia to adopt a model resolution that you've got there in front of you that urges the governor and general assembly to continue efforts to reform and improve mental health services and as you know that's something that they've been working on for a while yeah i'm glad it's getting statewide attention yeah. it, it deserves it I'm, I'm i'm just hoping that that we that the state puts some money behind behind it's not just words because mental health is it's going to cost us yeah. and yeah. we're, we're going to have to be willing to and then on top of that I, I hope that's not one of those unfunded mandates that come down our way and they don't help us locally with some I'm type optimistic of funding. that's getting some real traction commissioner frazier i am too it's going to bear some fruit i'm more than i've ever have been i'm right now, so. right yeah I, I just hope that that we keep yeah. it because especially with okay. the uh, law enforcement interest behind it and uh, certainly the health care uh, the right. community, so I'm, 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 I'm optimistic. And this is this resolution will help to push it forward. So, Chair, to the motion to approve the resolution as presented. I'll move, Mr. Chair. Second? Second. Second. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. We submit that resolution. Rounding announcements, sir? Not only one. We did receive some uh, preliminary digest numbers uh, on Friday, so we're already meeting to look at some scenarios for that, and we'll be getting with y'all hopefully by next week. Good deal. All right. Anything else for good order, commissioners? Uh, no more than uh, Mr. Brown, <clears throat> only you and 
Chairman Lovett and Fire Chief and myself, we need to schedule a meeting. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Thank, you like that. Thank you for the reminder. Thank you for the reminder. Schedule that meeting as soon as possible. For reminder. My county attorney, what's the, will he be back in operation? <coughs> Do we have any kind of... Uh, Don't. be out of pocket for a while? Just for a little while. A little while. Okay. All right. Because that's yeah, what... Uh, We can do that maybe have someone, a family member, come in and receive it from us. Okay. Uh, we look forward to that. All right. Jeremy, I have one question for Mr. Brown. Have you been able to check with GDOT on that era, on that turn light we, at I, Airport of 15th Street? I did send a notice over there, and I have not heard back from them yet okay. as far as trying to change that signal out, but I'll, right. I'll follow up with it. Thank you. Mr. Chair, we have one more black area between here and Midway that has been cleaned up. And I'm real proud of that. that. That's all that. It's, it's, it's slowly coming together. I saw that. All right. Chair, uh, a motion to adjourn. So moved. So moved. Second. All in favor? Aye. We stand adjourned. Mm.